All right, gang, welcome to the True Wealth Radio Show on this, the greatest Tuesday you have had all week. Uh, I'm excited to have in studio, uh, breaking away yep. from dad duty, mm-hmm. right? So welcome back, Matt. Yeah, it felt good, actually, to get out of the house. As I was leaving, the baby started just wailing, so I'm like, oh, you know, I got an hour of, of normal life here, so. <laughs> Do ya? Yeah. <laughs> One hour, David. I've got one, one, one hour. hour. One yes. hour. The good news is today's the day we should ask Matthew challenging questions and see just how well he performs on mm, a sleep deficit. That's right. Right? Uh, are you getting any sleep? Um, I had been until recently. The, I see. Yeah, a couple of rough nights, but I'm well, hanging in there. I hear the rumors of like the days and nights are upside down. Yeah, I feel like I should be asleep right now. Oh, no, I was talking about for the kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for both of us. For both of us. Yeah, what a what a thing. You know, that's uh, those of us that are already parents out there. Uh, it's I, I talk about this and I've said it before, but it's, it's still real. Right. Uh, they teach you. But sometimes it's whether you like it or not. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, this is something you don't just get to really step away from. Right. Like they're no. there to stay. And there's and not so a you got to learn. No, right? there's really it's, not. It's a. Great, it's a challenge response thing. It's you know, great, it's dark, and I have to feel my way around and figure out where the door handle is. And wait a minute, I gotta find a key too. Nobody said anything about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a challenge. Uh, it does get easier. That's I'm, the good news. I'm quickly learning that going places is now a challenge. You got to have a lot more stuff. Oh my god. Did goodness. you get enough diapers? Did you grab all of the things to distract him and keep him happy? There's a lot of things. There, there are a lot of things. I will continue to be on record as saying, do not do everything quiet around the baby. And I'm heeding that advice. I am. The TV gets turned up a little bit, and he's got to sleep through the distractions. There there needs to just be a little background noise, and then they kind of learn to sleep really well uh, in all the different circumstances. I don't know a parent that was like, oh, yeah, no, we shut the place down. It had to be pitch black and super quiet and everything. Like, great. So you're going to spend the rest of your life tiptoeing around? Bad idea. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so if you don't learn anything else on the show today, that's the one takeaway. That is the takeaway. Is you know, there's there's a few different types of cries, right? There's the I'm hungry, and then there's the I'm you know, eat soiled myself cry. Yeah, yep. And there's uh, the I'm just not happy with what's going on, and then there's the I'm in pain, right? Like I need to get burped or something like that. Mm. Uh, and then the rest of them, they'll they'll treat they'll keep teaching you. Yeah. So, well, I will tell you that uh, the parts when they're tiny, the, t- the it's they're sweet when they're tiny when they're sweet, mm. right? Yeah. But anybody that says, "Oh, this is," parents forget the parts of like when you were up all night and you're exhausted, and then as grandparents, you're like, "You know what's awesome? I don't need those parts. I get to play and give them back." So, mm. I'm not at that stage yet, and I'm t- I'm officially on record telling my daughters. Uh, right now, take your time. We're okay. You know, they're still still in high school, so we're, we're not. We don't need to be grandparents yet. Uh, well, look, funny thing happened while we weren't paying attention. Really? Yep. Markets have slowly and quietly, but ever so effectively, crept higher, and we are seeing S and P five hundred at over forty one hundred today at mm. just over forty one fifty, and yet. We saw all of the other indexes. Dow was flat, down very, very slightly. NASDAQ flat, which is down very, very slightly. 
Russell 2000 down uh, about 0.4%. Now, without going through anything uh, significant analysis here, Matthew, what mm -hmm. are a couple of observations you think you could make just from that data only? From today's data, well, or just, just kind of looking just at maybe general, the week or the month? Let's 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 consider that uh, for the month. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but for mm -hmm. the year, the Russell 2000 is up negligibly. Yeah. Um, the Nasdaq over. Let's see if I can get the same. The Nasdaq is up year to date uh, more significantly. It appears to be up like you know eight, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen percent. Mm -hmm. And then the S and P, I think, if I remember right, it's around eight and a half, nine. Right. And the Dow is up fractionally. It's down. It's up like maybe four, five percent for the year. Mm -hmm. So, what what are some things that you could tell our listeners uh, that? And these are not they're not necessarily true. But what are some implications? Well, I think when, when I think when we look at the Nasdaq having a really good start to the year um, compared to some of these other indexes, I mean the Nasdaq is a pretty tech heavy index. And so when we see the largest gains in a tech-heavy index, that to me spells a risk-on environment, right? Okay. So if the money is moving and it's moving in the direction of tech, that's a sign that maybe, you know, going out on a limb here, that mm -hmm. some of our recessionary concerns are starting to ease and that the market is looking into the future and saying, hey, I think we might come out of this okay. Um, the market tends to get out in front of the economy, and I think that might be what we're seeing right now. Okay. We've, we, we stepped sideways um, for quite a few months, and we've been trickling higher and higher um, as the year's gone on. Are we out of the weeds economically? Probably yeah. not. There, there could be more pain on the horizon there, but I think the market is trying to indicate that it's priced a lot of this in and that there's optimism for the future. So I'm going to draw additional data into the consideration here. Okay. I'm going to talk a little bit about the individual sectors of the S&P 500 index. And here's the interesting ones. If you look at the top performing sectors so far for the year, Right, so the S and P as an index as of last Friday was up seven point eight percent through April fourteenth. Right, the number one performing sector year to date. What do you think it is? I'm going to go out and say communications. Communications, it is. We talked about this this morning, mm -hmm. in fact, at our investment committee. Twenty three point seven percent as of last Friday, year to date. That's now, that's a big run up. It's a big run up. Next on the list, what do you think is the next highest run-up? Uh, tech? Tech, 19.7%. And then we see a significant difference all the way down is to 13.8%. Is nope. utilities third? It is not. No. Consumer discretionary, surprisingly mm. enough. Okay. Uh, utilities are negative for the year. They're actually mm. the worst. It looks, well, no, financials are the worst performer year-to-date. Uh, now, keep in mind, in the last quarter, financials have actually been, or not quarter, rather, last month, mm. financials have been pretty strong for the last 30 days. And it's it's interesting because since we've seen the collapse after Silicon Valley Bank, financials have kind of charged back. So if you measure mm -hmm. from that dip, it looks like they've had a really strong, but, but they're they're still off for the year. 
right? Because they just fell a bunch and then they started to recover and everyone went, oh, well, the current momentum, yeah, it's getting back to where they started, okay? What I think is sort of hidden is something that investors should understand about indexes, okay? The Russell 2000 and the Dow are different to me than the NASDAQ and the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. The Russell 2000 is very broad-based. Okay, 2,000 stocks, various market caps, market sectors. So it's a pretty good representative snapshot. The Dow, which a lot of people have tracked for a long time, is only 30 stocks. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the industry leader for the, each of the sectors. The S&P 500 is the top 500 stocks by market cap. Right, and so for the, the listener, that, that's talking about the size of the company. So yep. Microsoft takes up a big portion of the S&P 500. Right. And the NASDAQ is companies that, uh, NASDAQ, remember, National Association, what is it, National Association of Securities Dealers Automated Quotation Network is NASDAQ, mm-hmm. right? That's a different listing system than the New York Stock Exchange. So when that showed up a lot of tech companies listed there because they didn't want to pay the exchange fees to be on the New York Stock Exchange to be traded. And that system, the NASDAQ 100 ended up being heavily tech-weighted. NASDAQ's number one performing index of the four we're discussing. Number two, S&P 500, which by market cap is something like 35-40% tech. Mm-hmm. Maybe more as a total percentage of the index. So, yeah, there's 11 sectors, but one of those 11 sectors represents about a third of the assets. So the numbers are skewed in favor of the tech companies for both. It's kind of one of those deals where as tech has gone this year, so has the market. And that has been the case for last year as well. Mm -hmm. An interesting consideration, not advice, not telling you how to behave, But think about, as a percentage of our total economic production per year, the technology sector is continuing to grow, and it's becoming a larger and larger percentage of the U.S. economy. It does make sense, then, that it's becoming a larger and larger percentage of these cap-weighted indexes. Mm -hmm. And as such, when tech has a good day, that index has a good day. And when tech has a bad day, that index has a bad day. And tech had a terrible 2022. Yeah, it was the first piece to get hit really hard. Yeah, terrible 2022. But the rally right now, and it's not all tech, by the way. It's mega cap tech that Mm -hmm. has been carrying the torch on this. Well, if that's the case, it can make the stock market look healthier than it is. Mm -hmm. right? So the Russell 2000 hasn't really moved much for the year. And yet the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ have moved a lot. What that's saying, and this is, I think, to your comment about risk on and risk off, man, mm-hmm. right? Where's the money been moving into the market? Megatech. The question I have, and I don't know the answer is. Is it, it safe as it well, wants yeah, to Well, yeah, is appear? that risk on or risk off? Because mm-hmm. it could be interpreted either way. Yeah, I mean, if, if money's not going into other areas of the economy but it is going into big tech. Is that because big tech is aggressive, but people want to be risk on? Or is it because everywhere else is broken and big tech is the safe place, and so that's actually risk off hmm. driving the market? And truthfully, I don't have the answer. I just have the question. 
and it's a question worth bearing. Yeah, and so, I mean, I, th- I think as investors we should consider, well, what signal are we getting when big tech is going? Well, I mean, c- communication less. I mean, communication has a lot of tech embedded in that index too. Mm-hmm. Like communication, two of the biggest like pieces are Facebook and Google. Yeah, Facebook and Google, yeah. both big tech. Mm-hmm. Right. So the communications index has a huge move. By the way, that was also really beat up in 2022. It was one of the worst performing sectors for the last two years. Right. In in the um, S and P 500. So its return to greatness is really not even a full return. It's just a softening of the blow from the prior year. Right. Hmm. So I can't tell if this market is pricing in it's all going to be all right or if this market is actually telling us we think it's getting worse and so we're running to safety and safety happens to be lifting the tide of these indexes because of the way the indexes are constructed. Mm-hmm. And I think that we should consider that as investors. There's other stuff we should consider, but we have to consider taking our first break. All right. So stick around, everybody. When we come back, we'll unpack some more of the clues hidden beneath the market and other fun stuff. This is Dave Littlejohn. And Matt Dixon. You got True Wealth on News Radio 93.9 FM and 1240 KQEN. All right, gang, welcome back to the True Wealth Radio Show, where if you were just joining me and Matt, Matt, they can get caught up, right? Yeah, they should go to our website at littlejohnfs.com. Yep, we got all these shows get podcasted, and here's the next thing. How many of you would like these to be live streamed and uh, you can see us on camera? Mm. That's the real question. Do we do that? Uh, If you think we should... Send us an email to info at littlejohnfs.com and say, yeah, let's get these mugs up on air. Because we're considering it, right? But uh, for the time being, still a face for radio. (laughs) Uh, Actually, even if we're on camera, it may still be a face for radio, but what are you going to do? Matt? Yes. um, Where did we leave our listeners off at? We We were were talking about some of the data inside of the stock market that can tell us things about the market, or at least it can make us think about what's the market maybe trying to do. Mm -hmm. I don't like to get deep into the weeds of this, not because it's not interesting, but because I think it can really lead an investor to... Almost the verge of insanity, where it's like, well, is it doing this or is it doing that? And then you have to say, well, I don't have a crystal ball, but I can give you educated sources that point towards this. Yeah, and, and you end up with this analysis paralysis. Exactly. You know, we sometimes, and I've seen this with other professionals often, uh, and I see this with people that what happens is if you start talking about all of the details that are going on in the market moment to moment, one, your time horizon starts to shorten. Mm-hmm. Okay? And what, what do I mean by that? What you mean is, if you're looking at the nitty-gritty of everyday news articles, you could start to think with an everyday mindset, where the reality is most of us are probably longer-term investors, where our money's going to be invested for you know the better part of two, three, four, maybe 10, 15 years. And if that's our time frame, do the little tiny blips in the road really make us want to change the direction that we're headed as investors. Yeah, I feel a little bit like if you planted a garden and then sat outside and tracked the weather all the time. Mm-hmm. 
and you're thinking, well, this stuff's going to take 60 to 90 days before these seeds start to really turn into anything. And it could be three or four months before it's producing a harvest. Yet you sit and there yet, and just watch the soil. Yeah, and I'm and you're staring at it and going, well, gosh, you know, the temperature changed two degrees this afternoon. I wonder if I should replant these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, no, you need to not mess with those things. You need to give them time to mature. And they're going to go through the water cycle of rain and then sun and rain and sun. And, you know, maybe you can influence it by irrigating and so forth. Okay. But let's not over pursue this metaphor. It's still relevant to think with your investments, you can get too active. And then they stop being investments, don't they? Mm hmm. Kind of yeah. like the you can overwater something and drown it out, but you should err on the side of less water because you can always add more water. You can't take the water out of the soil. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, and somebody out there, if you don't give it any water, you're going to choke them off, right? Mm -hmm. But so there, there are things that you can do. Like it is probably wise to go out every now and then and check the condition of your soil, right? Mm -hmm. uh, real example. For years, now, you've really got an issue if you can't grow zucchini, <laughs> right? Because zucchini really wants to grow. Once it's established, it's kind of like a weed, right? Mm -hmm. But I had a garden that for a couple years wouldn't produce any zucchini. Really? And yeah, now, what I should have done and never did, I should have gone and had the soil tested because I'm guessing that the pH levels the were pH off. The pH was way out of whack and it just wasn't going to work. Uh, the solution instead was to introduce a whole bunch of new material and till it all together and fertilize and do other things to recondition the soil. And then, like you would expect, the zucchini was ha quite happy to grow. Mm -hmm. So it grew in the same spot later when the conditions were made appropriate for it. Well, isn't that kind of how investing needs to work? Mm -hmm. to, yeah. Is that if, if you are thinking to yourself that I need instant gratification and you're going to overtend to it or you're going to put, you know, you can put money into things that are lousy investments, right? The conditions are really stupid. Uh, I would wager that we all knew in 2008 when people were getting loans without being able to, without having to verify their income. That that was a recipe for disaster. That, and, and sure, these houses will only go up in value. Let's do as fast as you can. Buy it so you can flip it so that 30 days later you can make 10% return in the housing market. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> and we all look at that today and go, well, obviously that was a foolish thing. And yet banks were making those loans, right? People had the appetite for that risk in the moment. And so with the benefit of hindsight, sure. But those conditions were terrible as investors. Mm -hmm. You know who warned everybody about that? Warren Buffett. It's terrible. Everybody's, ah, he's old and irrelevant. And, you know, 14 years later, his bazillions are even more bazillions. So He didn't let greed stand in the way of making smart decisions. And I think that's the, the challenge. As investors, you need to be patient and methodical. Yep. Greed can be a downfall. Long-term harvest. Okay. Now, the difference is not a farming metaphor. Short-term is like cooking. If you don't pay attention to it, you are liable to burn something. Mm -hmm. Right? You're on the stove and you're actively, you know, if you're stir-frying vegetables, there's a fine line between not cooked and turning them to mush. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so that involves a lot of active tending. 
But make no mistake, that is a much higher risk, higher engagement level. You are doing something now. That's no longer an investment that you're passive in. You're you're in it. So uh, the, the problem is, I think it's actually a lot easier to cook than it is to trade. Yeah. Because at least the cooking formula works each time. The trading formula, by design, the counterparty to your trade is trying to outperform you. Well, and what are the statistics on that? I think I remember, like, of people who try and trade, there it was a pretty low percentage of people that were actually successful traders. Because if you if you can beat the system, everyone would be doing it, right? Mm-hmm. I've I've heard statistics that as few as five percent of people are successful in trading. Wow. Yeah, it's very, very difficult. And here's the other thing. Folks are not honest about their efforts, right? Or the outcomes. Right. They, they'll they love to tell you about the gain, but yeah, they're probably not going to brag about the loss unless it's a Reddit board. Right. And and that's the thing is so many people want to talk about the big wins mm-hmm. and how many people are actually driving Ferraris that can afford them. Right. Right? I'm not saying – same reason that you know, somebody – Somebody may go out and finance a Ferrari to try to look successful and fool people. Uh, and, you know, there are scam artists out there that will try to do that. Or you heard the story about they they rent a yacht to go film videos about the ways that they made their millions to get people to buy their system, right? Only to discover that they're total scammers. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's real. But the people that can really afford them, it's not. A, I mean, there are traders that can. But they're right? few and they're far between. And they're usually not playing in the game that you're going to be well-armed for. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to wager that most of you are not willing to spend five to $10,000 a month in access to data streams. Mm-hmm. Or to risk the principle that you yeah. have to risk in order to make the returns that you would have to make to make that a full-time job. Right. And some of these people... They have a lot of money so that they can earn off of it. Turns out making 1% on $10 million is what, 100 grand? Mm hmm. Okay. So if you can have $10 million, you make a 1% move in a week, you made $100,000. You can make 10% in a year, it's a million bucks. Mm hmm. And that's going to add up a lot faster than if you have $100,000 and you make 10%, you made 10,000 bucks. So, you know, investing scales really well. That's the that's the thing. You know, uh, and it's it's actually very very possible with you know a hundred million dollars to make ten twelve percent. Want to know what's crazy? You could invest a hundred million dollars in an index, and it and nobody notice. It's true, right? It's not It'd like be a you rounding move the markets. It wouldn't be a big deal. You would just be part of the regular order flow. Hundred million dollar move in this market. And you would you would just be another person participating. I think you're better ways to do it than just go into your Schwab account or whatever and do that. Because, you know, if you have that much money, go talk to your institutional trade desk because they can probably get you better pricing. Mm-hmm. So you want better execution than having that big of a order that goes out in the retail space. So that's just a, call it not advice, but a I guess that's there's really no liability to that advice. Get make sure you get best execution. That's what that advice is. There you go. Okay. Uh, but nevertheless, I I want to encourage investors to keep the the attitude, and it's, it's tricky right now too because we see so much data thrown at us because that's what's in the news. 
It's everywhere. Right. Everywhere you look, oh, the Fed's going to do this. They're going to raise rates. Uh, Ukraine, we're going to have nuclear bombs in Ukraine. And uh, the, there's some other act, and there's somebody's printing money here, and there's Taiwan's credit taken crisis over there. By China. And, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, everywhere you look, we are sold calamity. Mm hmm. And I got to tell you that why does that happen? It works. Mm -hmm. Right. The local news is because if you think about it, you listen around here uh, because you want to know what's going on around here. So you have a local interest. But nobody in New York is listening to Roseburg News. I mean, if they are, it's weird. Right. Yeah. That, that, it's weird that they would do that. What. But but you'll listen to news about New York from Roseburg. Because that's the financial center, and you want to figure out if it's going to affect your money, right? Mm -hmm. And so these things sell. And the internet has created that. Yeah, if the news media comes out and says, everything's fine and dandy and there's nothing to worry about, why do you need to tune in the following day? Yeah. There has to be a disaster, or well, you're probably not going to come back looking for more. Yeah, so you want to know the dirty secret about... Like this is probably relevant to investors that are David, trying to do you research. No, I love dirty secrets. Dirty secrets uh, about like everybody should filter their news this way. Everybody, mm. you know how through a pop filter. I'll tell you oh. after this insane profit break. Stick around. We'll be right back with dirty secrets. This is Dave Littlejohn <laughs> and Matt Dixon. You got True Wealth on News Radio ninety three nine FM and twelve forty KQEN. All right, gang, welcome back to the True Wealth Radio Show on this, the greatest Tuesday you've had all week. Um, We're stoked to have you here. Matt. Yeah. Dirty Secrets. Ooh, I'm ready. All right. If you're wondering, get caught up on our podcast. You can grab it tomorrow at littlejohnfs.com. But uh, what if they just want to talk to us? So you, we are accessible. Crazy yeah. as that sounds. Here we have this radio show, and I realize you're probably thinking to yourself, these guys are so important and busy and cool because they're on the radio. Well, the busy part might be true, but we are still accessible. We're pretty busy. Yesterday was a zoo. Uh, and by the way, congratulations to everybody. If you have not gotten your uh, IRA uh, contributions in, today was the deadline. Technically, if you were able to get a check in the mail with it postmarked today, you might still be able to pull this off. But don't do it with our firm. Tough break. I'd be like, we're we're just past the point of no return. We are not going to try to work that out. Why? Because we close in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, because we don't believe in financial planning emergencies. Oh, yeah, those are those are unnecessary. Come on. You gotta... It should be an oxymoron. If it's planned, it should never be an emergency. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I've said that for years. Like, oh, my goodness. All right. Back to our dirty secrets. Mm -hmm. All right, so last segment we talked about this, and it is that investors need to be careful because the news cycle tends to force feed us things rapidly, right? Especially the national news cycle, and it's a lot of things that tend to be, I'll use the term like train wreck, right? It's these big, scary, outlandish things. And you, you look at them and go, oh my gosh, what does this mean? And uh, it's sort of designed to freak you out mm -hmm. or at least to, to get you to stare, right? 
David, is that why you went and got a new couch? And it kind of looks like a therapy couch, right? Like the headrest tilts up. Is it so that when someone's really freaking out about the numbers and the news cycle, they can come in, lay down, and you can tell them it's going to be okay? No, that's not why I got that couch. Is it so I can take a nap? (laughs) (laughs) I got the couch because the other one was like falling apart. It was time. Oh, man. It just, but yeah. and sure, yes, we'll do therapy. It'd okay, great. There you go. You heard it right here on the radio. If you need financial therapy, David Little John <laughs> has appointments, and he's ready to talk to you. Yep, that that we are. No, we're we're very real people. We and, are. And here's the other thing, I recognize that not everybody becomes a client of our firm. That's not the point. No, believe it or not, and that's not like, even the point of the show. The point of the show is really to educate people so they make better financial decisions, so that their futures are improved right right? and there's a little bit of career risk in that yes we pay for the show as advertising okay but the the thought process behind this this is me being sort of radically transparent with you is not to say well we have this radio show and let me give you all these sales pitches for why you should hire us Mm -hmm. right it's actually kind of the opposite it's almost a reverse psychology it is look if you can do this yourself We'll help educate you so that you're capable of doing it. What most people discover is, even if they can do it themselves, unless it's their passion, they don't do it themselves. Because right? it's A, either too time consuming, B, what's B? Give me B. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> well, B would be, you just don't want to do it yourself, yeah, right? It's, it's that's you that's typically what it is. A lot of people can, yeah. but it's just like, are you going to do a good job? Or are you yeah. going to shoot yourself in the foot by making a silly decision? I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that at our firm, like we've got, I mean, like on our call today, what, five people, five advisors all talking about what should our next steps be. Mm-hmm. When you're doing this yourself, you're talking to yourself. Yeah. And there's some danger in that because you can get inside your own mind and you can make silly decisions. And we've talked to each other off ledges many sure. times. Well, consider this for a moment, too, just adding more color to what you're saying, Matt. I will forget to change my own oil if the car didn't tell me it was time, right? You need the little ding. The thing little that, thing shows yeah. up. The new cars now. So we have some cars that are old enough. They don't tell you to change the oil. And Is poor cars, Oscar overdue on an oil change, David? Uh, Oscar's overdue on a lot of stuff. <laughs> and Oscar is my 73 international pickup, uh, yeah. right? So um, the... The issue here is not that you can't do it or that you won't do it. You may forget to do it. It's this is it's it's like forgetting to pick something up at the store. It's this thing that's not daily in your life. It's not part of your routine. It's not in front of you every day. And yes, it's supposed to be long term. But what happens is it's like well, taxes once a year you have to relearn how to fill them out. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, for the CPA. They do it all the time, so they're not relearning anything. They just sit down and crank through stuff. They can do it way faster than you can, mm-hmm. right? And they have different tools and resources, and so they're like super power users as far as getting taxes hammered out. And then you got to go learn this every year. Same reason like, oh, you're going to go file for Social Security once in your life. So you got to right? learn it the one time to the then forget it. The one time you got to yep. figure it out and you know, versus somebody that does it every day, they're going to be an expert, mm-hmm. okay? It doesn't mean you can't figure out how to do it. 
And the good news is, well, you only have to do it once. But investments right? don't work that way. Investments, they're not fully set it and forget it because there's still tax ramifications and other decisions in your financial life. So it kind of keeps coming back to you. Even if you're not changing your investments, you're changing the rest of your finances around them. Mm-hmm. And, and there's the other issue. Well, and RMDs have changed that landscape too, right? Like oh, So much of it's changed. And, and really, the, the set it and forget it hasn't been that great. Right, the 60-40 stock bond mix had the worst year in 40 years in 2022. Mm-hmm. Okay, so sitting on your hands, all right. If you wait long enough, probably works out. But what happens if you were able to do just some little things that improve the outcomes? Those little tiny adjustments can make all right? the difference in it's the end. It's like rotating your tires. Mm-hmm. Right? How many people really do that? Some of you are out there going, "I rotate my tires and I change my oil," and I go, "Okay, well then, when was the last time you cleaned the dryer vent?" <laughs> right there's always something or killed the moss on the roof or yeah, yeah. i mean there's always there's just so much stuff so what we discovered is that a lot of people could use the help right mm-hmm. it's just same if you hire a landscaper yeah i was gonna say do you mow your lawn that's what it is you know so, how to mow your lawn david don't you i do know how to mow my <laughs> but lawn but do you have time i probably even have the time but, but i don't want to and that's I want to spend fair. time with my kids because if I mow the lawn, it's time I take away from doing something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So for somebody out there, like as far as I know, Mike doing my yard, they, like he and the crew, that's what they like doing. Like they're outside. He gets a real charge out of doing landscape design and he's kind of excited to make about making things better. I'm like, that's who I want. I want the guy that like that's his passion. Mm-hmm. So he's doing the thing he loves and getting paid for it. So I could do the stuff I love and get paid for it. And everybody's happy. Don't you have a quote that you've kind of framed the business around? Money is how we Yeah. yeah. Money's how you trade your time. True wealth is the memories and relationships you build. All right. And I, I stand by that. Okay, mm-hmm. but all this to get back to what's this? What's the dirty secrets for us? Like you don't have to hire us. If you'll do it yourself, do it. Learn from us, or learn enough to go learn more and keep doing it. Right? Mm-hmm. There's tons of resources out there. If you don't like us for whatever reason, but you need help, find somebody you like. In yeah. which case, we're sort of like when Home Depot says, we'll accept the ads from another store or wh- whoever does. I think Jerry's does that, right? Bring us their ad. We'll match the price. Okay. We're kind of doing that. Like, look, there are a bunch of good practitioners out there. They're capable. They're competent. And if you're a good personality match, go do it, right? And then some of you are listening and going, I want that person that's willing to be radically transparent, is willing to be very open about the how and the why, and that's how we. I want to build trust, and yeah, it seems like they might be all right. Call us. We're not even going to bill you, for at least you know initially speaking. Like anybody can have a consult, and we'll help you get into a better spot. Maybe you're not a customer. It's okay. We will help you get on further down the path to the answers you need. That's one thing I do kind of appreciate about what we're doing is even if you're not a good fit for us, we can probably point you in a direction that might be appropriate for what you're trying to do. That, that's that been a philosophy since the beginning, which is that everybody should leave in a better position than they walked in. Mm-hmm. You should have more knowledge than you did before. You should have, it's the Thomas Edison approach, right? How many hundreds of ways could he, to not make a light bulb, right? But still, you've got that much more that you're armed with to get closer to success. So, and and you know what? A lot of people do become clients because we're largely in the business of 
working with people. So we're not trying to run folks off. But sometimes, you know, we have people come in and say they need credit counseling or something. That's not what we do. Right? We don't do credit counseling. We don't do bank loans. That's, that's not our cup of tea. But we know people that do in many cases, and so we try to get folks pointing in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So be it. So that's our dirty little secret is that we're willing to advertise for the competitor in a sense because I'm not trying to outcompete them. We're just trying to do what we do well and hope we find the right people. I like it. Okay. There's another dirty secret, though, for all of you people out there that I, I worry about in the news cycle. Right. Mm. What is it? It's the last teaser of the show. Oh, you can't be cutting yeah, us well, to another profit break. Totally taking the last profit break. Mm. So if you'll stick around through these very important messages, right? I'll share it. Stick around. This is Dave Littlejohn. And Matt Dixon. You got True Wealth on News Radio 93.9 FM at 1240 KQEN. All right, gang, welcome back. Home stretch of the True Wealth Show, where we are revealing dirty secrets today. Yes, lots of them. And if yep. you didn't happen to hear all of our prior segments, you can check us out on the podcast tomorrow at littlejohnfs.com. It's true. And remember, podcasts are cool in that if you haven't figured this one out, you can go to like we're on a Apple, lot of platforms. Yeah, you can go to Android. You can look these up and you can subscribe. And what it'll do is it will notify you when we publish the new podcast, mm-hmm. so you can stay up to date as they get launched. And we also have YouTube channel and other stuff that we're always adding content to. So feel free to sign up. Uh, we are talking about dirty secrets, though. In our dirty secret last segment, uh, very simply, that we are really transparent. Mm-hmm. We pay for this show. It's an advertisement. Okay? But what we do is we tell you exactly what our mission is, right? We're going to educate you. So if you want to do this yourself, you are empowered to do so. If you discover that that's outside of your wheelhouse, for whatever reason, we want to partner with you. Okay? But if we're not the right fit, find the people that are. That's the dirty secret. I'm okay with you going to another provider as long as you're getting what you need. Because I think there's a lot of great providers out there, and I'm not here to try to say, we're awesome and they suck. That's not what we're doing here. We're here to say, we have a, a belief system, we have our principles that we operate by, and we have I, I, I think we have the best team. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to say that because I'm really proud of my team. Uh, and so I think we can deliver on what we're trying to deliver on. So that's why we do this. But you know what? There's a lot of great practitioners and firms, and if they're aligned with you and your value system, then go with that. Let's touch on that one part you just mentioned. You said as long as you get what you need. Do you think it's a good idea for someone to maybe try and establish what their needs are before seeking out you know, advice from an advisor? Or should that – I mean, talk on that a little bit more because how does someone know what they need going into this? So I – I think it's a good idea to do homework, mm-hmm. right? So it's okay to go online and Google the person that you're considering talking to and getting a sense. You know, keep in mind that any time that you see reviews, that the probability of something going wrong, the the person that's frustrated, they're the one that's yeah, leaving the that's review. That's the first person to to shout. Like the people that are happy oftentimes don't leave reviews and this is true for everything. Mm-hmm. Restaurants everywhere. So if you see a restaurant with lots of good reviews and a handful of bad ones, just the law of probability says, you know, if you serve 10,000 meals, three or four of them are going to go wrong. 
Mm-hmm. And we say that too, like it, we're not perfect. The question is, how are you going to respond to an error? Right. Okay. And so the question is, what's the firm's philosophy? And in our case, it is to do what we can to make it right. Um, you know, there've been a hand. I think there's one negative review on our Google page right now who says something like, "They reached out to you, Matt, yeah, and said you said our computers are down right now because mm-hmm. I think we had an internet outage or something." Yeah, and they're like, and then they didn't call us back, and I'm pretty sure that's probably not what really happened. But this person, they left that review. Yeah, and we can't we can't control it. It's third party, and somebody's. If that's the worst that happened is, well, you know, we didn't we call you back fast enough. We yeah. couldn't get in touch with you at light speed. And, you know, that was that warranted a, you know, a destructive review. <laughs> Bummer for us. Right. Yeah. The good news is they didn't throw you under the bus as you're a horrible person, Matt, and you're incompetent. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that one. Yeah, it's it's because we really strive to have great customer feedback. I think customer service is at the forefront of a lot of what we do. Yeah. Like here's a crazy thing, right? We have no phone tree. Yeah. And we we do have a voicemail because if you call after hours, you know, we want to get to message, but we don't have, there's no like push one or any of that. It's a, if you call, we try to answer the phone with a real human And how fast do we try and answer it, David? Third ring. That is the unwritten rule in the office. Right. If, if, it, if it rings a third time, it's a live grenade. Somebody jump on it. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's just the way that works. Is we're tr- and so if you manage to get us, like we are legit busy if that happens, but I'll bet you that it doesn't go 15 minutes without a callback. Like that's mm-hmm. how quickly somebody gets an email notification. And it's like as soon as the phone hangs up and we get that first fire, not even put out, just sort of contained a little bit. We go on and pick up the phone to get back to our customers. That's just a value of ours. Yeah. Um, I, a couple things I want to for for the the ending thought of the dirty secrets here. I warn. I really do. I warn people that are investors not to get caught in the short term thinking. This is this is happening more and more because of the news cycle. And the dirty secret has to do with who's funding everything. Mm. And the answer is you are indirectly. Most modern media, if you're not subscribing to it, is funded by advertisement revenue. Your eyeballs are worth something. Yeah, and so they're renting your eyeballs to put advertisements in front of you in some form or fashion or product sponsorship or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, right? So keep in mind, follow the money. Mm. The reason that I am so willing to be transparent about what our mission is and how we get paid and all of that is because I think it's important for all of us to do that. When you see a research report, why is it there? Who, what was the, oh, well, were they or weren't they owning the stock? What, what's their recommendation? They need to disclose those sorts of things. Um, and, you know, every news center out there is, there's a combination of advertising and political science, right? These, these messages are designed to, to attract a viewership group. So they are marketing to you while they are giving you this news. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Follow the money. Not really a dirty secret, but it's something that's it's often so overlooked. overlooked. Yeah. It's so overlooked. It happens all the time. I get people sending me articles. What do you think about this? And I'm like, that's a yeah. that's a hidden sales ad, right? Like you Absolutely. might not see it on the surface, but why do you think they worded it the way that they did? You got to be really careful. Exactly. So I I say we get off of the the tough stuff and we we finish up with a couple of fun financial terms Ooh, man. it's fun in our last time. 90 seconds 
financial journal. We've been collecting these. They're going to start showing up on the webpage. I uh, got a few. Let's see how deep we can get into the list here. First one on my list, Yieldism. First, real or false? I think it's false, but I feel like a lot of people get trapped in it. Yieldism would be like where you're always just staring at the yield and not even looking at what the investment really is all about. You're just caught up in what it's going to give you. I like it. Yes, it is a false term. However, I like your definition. We'll go with it. It is uh, making a decision on the investment exclusively on yield and not considering yeah. total return. Um, smurfing. Ooh, what do you got for me on smurfing? Real or false? It sounds false. Totally a real term. Really? It, it shows up in money laundering. It is the mm. idea of making a series of small transactions that are below the typically reportable amounts so that you can take illegitimate money, get it into the system, and pull it back out so it looks legitimate. So mm. smurfing is real. Okay. Last one on the list of the day, Terra funding. That one sounds fake. <laughs> And it is. You know what? We'll have to what? hold it over because the music's playing and we're at the end of it. So Terra Funding, we'll come back to it. Matt, how do they reach us? 541-375-0898. All right. They also, you can get to the webpage at littlejohnfs.com, and you can email to info at littlejohnfs.com. But we're out of time for now. So until next time, this has been David Littlejohn. And Matt Dixon. Thanks for tuning in and listening to True Wealth on News Radio 93.9 FM and 1240 KQEN. The preceding program was paid for by Little John Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brook Communications, its affiliates, or its employees.